This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'm in here with two comedic geniuses, and you better live up to that fucking title <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. Ryan Long and J.J. Lieberman in the building. What's now, we're up? pure cool today, dude. I'm trying to fucking fit in. Oh. I'm all cool shit. So you don't no want to like, try too hard all day? That's yeah, cool. no like trying. That. I'm getting sunglasses. I'm right. letting people know that I fit into the No Jumper community. Right. <laughs> J- and, there, and then also, J.J.'s about to get naked and start fucking... Oh. Dude, he bought a flashlight, and he's going to... Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, I heard you guys have people fuck shit on the on the podcast, yeah. and you're like, yeah, well, hot chicks. We definitely got to talk about the flashlight. I'll, I'll do a Patreon for what is it? you get? You want me as an OnlyFans to fuck one of the flashlights, the clear one? Do you think they'd pay for that to see an old man? You want to see a 41 year old <sighs> dude? Who won't be hard fucking thumbing my cock in a flashlight? <laughs> okay, okay, that is a good point though. You, you you raise a good point. Is that now that I'm a porn director and we have this platform going and everything, it's kind of like, well, how far do you want to go outside of that? Like, because we, you know, I interview rappers, but then I'll interview a comedian, a YouTuber, a porn star, etc. It's like we consistently are dropping new content with girls. It's like at some point, should we interview? some gay dudes and then have them bang each other afterwards you I gotta get some wild people so. on here like you I, gotta get I don't like think we want to like alienate that part of like now you want to get like jim from the office <laughs> to do gay porn? jacking off on your couch <laughs> imagine that was an episode BJ, of the office yeah bj novak's fingering oh, himself and dude imagine jim gets caught he had like a gay porn career in college and that comes out in an episode and dwight is like sh- shaming him for yeah his that'd be great I like that. Idea. You know what? So Jay, yeah. So people know JJ is gay. He's like on my. So I'm from. We're well, from I'm Toronto, not, Canada. You're he's, gay. Well, Jay, so I mean, you guys no know idea. each other from it's, poker, right? Yeah. Well, I guess. Sure. So JJ. <laughs> Social media. Sure. Yeah. JJ's like he was he, in Toronto. He came out of the closet. He's like this gay dude, but the gay community want nothing to do with them because really? he doesn't fit into the thing. They go, he's the only guy that makes being gay homophobic. <laughs> so I wasn't gay. I just fucked a lot of guys until my thirties. Really? So it's not gay. I'm sure a lot of people think he's like I'm not. Gay, you're fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gay, but I'm not gay anymore. Wait a minute. You're the one, no, no, you're the one with the dick in your mouth. I'm love, fucking straight. I love pussy, and I used to love ass pussy. Really? Yeah. What happened though? You just fucking fell out of love with man ass. He, he <sighs> went back in the closet. Wow. I went. Yeah. I was. I was <laughs> couldn't handle it. <laughs> the world's not uh, friendly enough. No, to what gay happened people these days? These days, no, it was too know. friendly. He yeah. thought he was be, he was gay when oh, it was like a degenerate. You going to the like clubs? Yeah. When it was you're and now acting out. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, look at a gay guy. Like, you got to be very, you know, sensitive to them. There's, they're a soft bunch. Mm, but and, they, they, and then JJ's like, this is no fun anymore. It, they hate the fact that, so most of my li- life I lived in the closet. Right. 
And then I started fucking chicks when I started doing comedy. I was around these fucking savages all the time, and I heard such great pussy He's stories. He's like, hey, what's this like chick thing you've been fucking? Right. Wait, so is that fun? But, but you Do you were, recommend that? Wait a minute, you dated women and then you- No, 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 you, no lie, dude. My whole life, I literally just fucked dudes on the DL. And he was uh -huh. a baseball player too. That's totally, sick, totally in the <laughs> yeah, sick it. life, right? Like I mean, sick cool, life. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I've never met anyone who cool lived dude. that life. Just yeah. a, dude, right? a cool bro. <laughs> just a cool bro sucking dick on the DL. But I used to like strip in Washington DC in gay clubs and I was totally in the closet. They paid him to keep it on now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> here's here's 200 bucks. Stay the fuck away from my lap, dude. <laughs> it's true. And that's part of the problem, too. But I always had, like, this attraction to women. But it, I've just found it so much harder to get women until... <laughs> It's That's so much funny. harder. You were just fucking dudes because it was easy. Easy. <laughs> easy hole. Hell yeah. I mean, you're right. I've always thought about that. Like, the yeah. one or two times I have been in a gay bar or club, it's like, it's in the air that, like, oh, everyone kind of wants to fuck each other. Like, they Everyone's might have a smashing. few people on their no list out there, but for the most part, like, these people really all want to fuck. You, you know? know what else is also in the air? AIDS. Yeah. You ever get that? Uh, no, but <laughs> mental, mentally... Next time I, someone asks, don't give such a big pause. Good <laughs> to think about it for a uh, You know what? That Did I get maybe. AIDS? No, no, I don't think so. Wow. That's the bad one, I don't think. So what was that like when you finally decided to dip into the, the world of women? I love... I mean, He's like, he's fucking a pussy. He goes, yo, this is way better than all that dude ass I've been fucking. No, I mean, I, I love... Goes, I love... Put, like, Ryan, like, isn't pussy amazing? It's, I, I've had, Yo, I've honestly, boys, I want to speak on behalf of the three of us. Pussy's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I can't compare pussy to man ass, but I can compare pussy to like not getting any pussy, yeah. which is pretty shitty in comparison. J JJ used to, he, so he was the OG. Do you remember? No, like, you know, everyone's on the apps right now. JJ used to use an app called Gate. Was it Gay.com? Gay.com. And then he used to call in <laughs> and dudes. <laughs> so how, back in the day, you know, when it was like, taboo to be gay right. there would be these hotlines you'd call in I, i've heard i don't know but the, <laughs> <laughs> i know but they uh you call in and you go hey i'm like you know six foot three fucking this is my dick size this is my race right. and then other guys would call in and be like hey i liked what you had and he said that uh there was like he, this indian dude that like flipped out on him flipped out he's like so like Dude, he would get so mad because he's like, uh, I, I can't do the accent. Like, I'm yeah, talking, don't have to. I don't. Okay, that would be like bad. Like, if we haven't alienated enough. But what happened? Like, he would call you and be like, Yo, you white guys yeah, never want to like, fuck Indian guys. You fucking white people, you pieces yeah. of shit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's a good point, though. Is that like we are really appealing to our like hip hop fan audience by talking about being gay for the first ten minutes of this podcast? I know, dude. Yeah, we yeah. love that. Can we put this? At well, the that's end? the thing. We bring him on show. So JJ yeah. comes and opens on shows. No, we're going to just challenge them. And we're going to challenge them to be down with the gayness. And people in the crowd are legit like... People legit are like, yo, none of that homo shit. And then... <laughs> They'll see JJ, dude. He does urban shows too, and it's like all black oh, guys being like, "Yo, oh, what the they fuck with you?" Sometimes, dude. You should go. And sometimes they really Davis don't, though. It's, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the problem. <laughs> the Eighty-five South Show. Put JJ, on, JJ Lieberman. Put him on the Michael Blackson tour. Yeah, hit the Chitlin circuit. <laughs> yeah. The, the pro, so a lot of the guys who book the shows are like, also on the gay apps. Uh, possibly. Right. <laughs> 
Okay, but they like putting me on the shows just so the crowds and it, but I'm uncomfortable. It's like I don't want to like eat ruffle feathers, mm. but but even with Ryan's fans, they're like, "What the fuck's this guy talking about?" The one guy that in our comments the other day, there was like a big thread of right. people being like, "Yo, who was that pervert that opened for?" <laughs> and then the other guy was like, "Was he like forty and fucking right. bald?" And then there have, <laughs> there's like a 80, 80 thread about like the our fans bonding, like wow. not liking him because you have like Ben. <laughs> Shapiro's fan base now. basically now. You so do. They hear no, you. I don't. You do. <laughs> so they see this guy and they're like, Jesus, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> no, we got a lot. Well, we got a lot of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. But the, the bro, I feel like the bros like JJ. Right. Just but the dogs your, that came through to, you know, have some pops and get tuned up. But I that's your fan base. Is the bro, like a lot of bros. A lot of that. Well, a, a lot of everything. A lot of punk no moral dudes. compass who isn't going to be offended Me by too. any of the sort of degeneracy that JJ might be bringing well, to the Well, you know table, what? You know? That's why you're interesting because you must get it. I mean, everyone deals with uh, everyone trying to kick you off media and everything, right? But you get it on both because you're you're saying wild shit. You're having people on here that say wild shit, and then on top of that, the porn stuff is like they're mm. on the same hustle of like, all right, I guess we're off Instagram now. Right. We're, like my boy just got he got his uh, YouTube taken down for a bit because he had a girl's OnlyFans in the title. Really? Yeah, like all the OnlyFans chicks and comedians are on the same like. Oh wow! I <laughs> oh, I guess we're that. on this platform now. <laughs> yeah. like it's, you're always you're you know you're always running around. Wow, that's great. You know what the 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 secret to like rap media though is that like there are no woke people, and at a certain point no, you just course. figure that out that like. The, they kind of want to like trick you into thinking that hip hop is this like super like activist. That's community. everything. Yeah. It's so not. And like the num like when you actually look at who are like the popular commentators in rap, yeah, they're basically like a bunch of pigs. They're a bunch of men who have like you know big brash opinions and aren't really worried about offending anybody. That's who everybody gravitates towards. And there are you know there is that side of it. There's definitely like the poetry lounge version of rap and i've had the, the and there's there's profits to be made from like you know saying the narrative in a cool way totally and but a lot of it too is like they sort of like will take like un, unpopular opinions and kind of cloak it in the idea of being like pro-black but if you actually were to like ask a lot of rap fans like what they actually think about a lot of that stuff of course they would just be like no that's crazy you know well that's why even you know with him with the gay stuff is the same thing but that's you know that idea where they're like you can't say anything anymore people yeah. are too sensitive and it's like well that's not the case like right. you go to shows and everyone actually loves it right and then someone pretends to get mad after the fact right so that's I, the, even the idea of like oh everyone's too sensitive is like no they're not too sensitive it's like the people in the media hate you and they right. don't want you to be speaking and, and now when you're talking to like the everyman in rap circles Average person you have such a good example to point to with that the bullshit. Dave Chappelle thing because you just say Look at what the media tried to do. The media tried to convince everybody that the Dave Chappelle thing was the most offensive thing in the world and that thousands of Netflix employees were going to walk out. And then it was like 20 people. It's the most popular comedy special it was maybe so ever. tame too it, yeah, yeah it was so yes. tame he went so out of his way to not be offensive the average person did not find it offensive it's like a tiny it's like no it's probably one percent or less and the ones that Americans. say they do didn't find it offensive either right. they weren't mad they were pumped they're like oh good we have another thing to pretend to get mad about yeah totally but but now like when there's stuff like in rap where i'm kind of like seeing the media putting it out there that like oh look at this thing this thing is so controversial it's kind of cool because i can say it's like the other like rap people I know I was like look at the Dave Chappelle thing like you are being lied to like this shit is yeah. not controversial you don't have to like police your own language all the time you don't have to worry about that nobody's gonna cancel you because nobody gives a fuck 
Well, especially on top of that, this is, I mean, that's why it's like the old, if you watch like old, like Bill O'Reilly or someone like that, he's saying all the same stuff as them. Like, you know, this is harmful. This is bad. He's saying just that about whatever the Christian Christian people thought before. But (laughs) if you look at, because of that, everyone, people like you built this huge fan base. So the industry is just pretending they know what people want. But that happened in hip hop before the same what's happening in a lot of things right now, whereas the industry was like, no, we don't want to do hip hop. We want to do rock and roll, Mm. which what happened? Well, a lot of fucking rappers are billionaires now because they go, we'll do it. So the same thing's happening in this thing where the industry is just missing the whole thing. Everyone's making their stuff and they go, no, people don't like that. And Mm. they do. So everyone's getting popular. And then they come up to you and they're like, hey, you want to be on the industry stuff? And you're like, yo, we're rich now. Like Mm. things have changed. Right. We kind of, this space that you missed, like we own it now. Right. So I kind of, uh, that's what happens with all those. Every, Every counterculture that develops in response to the industry telling you what they think you like, yeah, then then they don't own it anymore. We see it in rap too because like you know they're giving out all these awards and like all these like mainstream sort of award shows keep awarding Meg the Stallion to be the new rapper of the year last year. Yeah, or they think they can taste Meg. But then meanwhile, like every rap fan with a fucking pair of eyeballs who can see the numbers is yeah. like she's not the biggest rapper of the year <laughs> like Lil Baby is by far the biggest rapper to have come out during that time period that they're talking about and they gave it to Meg Thee Stallion even though she sells probably like 10 to 15 yeah, percent as many albums eyes. as him because she fits their narrative that they're trying to put out there of like oh look like women are taking over rap music when in reality when you actually look at rap music gangster rap is bigger than ever so many of the biggest rappers are like people who basically are like 100 percent gangsters like you know and like yeah. they want you to be like convinced that like rap is all little nas x now and it's like no that's like a very fringe thing that does not really appeal to the hip-hop base that much well the also on top of that the the thing that makes people like countercultures and things like hip-hop and comedy's the exact same way where the, the people that are good aren't saying the stuff you're supposed to say. Mm, so the yeah. industry's gonna rally around the person that says the stuff and says the mess you're supposed to say, but anyone that's good, like you know when you're doing stuff and it's everyone's just like, already know this, everyone knows you're saying stuff and everyone agrees with you, they already know. Mm. You go, you're not saying anything. Right. And everyone that really is into the culture of what that thing is, they know it's not good. They right. know what you're doing is not They're good. They're just clapping. Well, I sent you that article about from Vulture or Vulture. someone said like the top 20 comedians to watch. These people stink. The, all the clips suck. Nobody's fucking laughing. It's the, the, our whole industry. They'll do. In they'll do articles because I came from Canada, right? Mm. We from Toronto, and then there'll be articles about like, you know, here's the top ten based comics, and I'm like, dude, if all of those people got together and do a show, it, like it wouldn't do half the tickets of me, out. like in a week. Right. It would you, suck. And you're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, that happened recently in like uh, I think it was the BET Awards, and they have like the top five media outlets. And it's literally like, I mean, anyone who is and you're honest, like, I body these people. Anyone who's honest would say that like the top five is going to look like Vlad TV, Academics, yeah. No Jumper, and then some other ones. Like there's other stuff that should be in there, but like those are three that are just like mega obvious, by far the biggest outlets in rap music on YouTube, et cetera. Not on the <laughs> list, not on the list. And then they have people on the list who are like blogs that like are looked upon what uh, well in the industry. Yeah that literally just repost content that just like basically repost tweets and make blog posts out of it. And they're like fully on this list. And it's like, how fucking stupid do you think your audience is? And also I just want to stupid this some in. of them, very stupid. They some think of them you're are very so stupid, st- but th- this is one thing I want to say too. This is a comment that we're going to see on this a lot. And I see it all the time. They're going to say, 
oh, just what the world needs. Three white guys talking about rap music. And it's like, I just... I think I, I'm talking about comedy yeah, in the context or, 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 of or culture. Yeah. Or talk, talking about black people, et cetera. But the reality is, is like, that just that, that just blows my mind. Like, people, we've come so far as like a culture and a society. And there will be people who like think that they're getting like points by like pointing out the race of the three people having <laughs> yeah, a conversation. Yeah. None of us is professing to be the end all like viewpoint of whatever the fuck we're talking about. We're just sharing our opinions. That's not. But you also, but it's the same thing you said. Like you have eyes, right? So the industry, right. they're basically taking whatever power they have and then abusing it till they lose it. The same mm -hmm. way if you had a boy that comes up and they, it was like, yo. These girls are coming over. They're fucking so hot, blah, blah. And then, like, a bunch of fours come over. Mm. You might give it to him one more time where he goes, like, <laughs> but the third time, he's like, these, they're fucking smoke show. You right. go, well, okay, we don't listen to you anymore. Right. So that's what everyone's like with the industry. They go, we don't listen to you anymore. And yeah. then the, the race stuff you're talking about, it's like you find your way. I remember when I was doing comedy five, six years ago, and this stuff really started popping off, like, men are bad, white dudes, whatever, right? Mm. For a second, you start doing it normally. And then you realize that the, there is this like aura or energy of people kind of being like, oh, like exactly what you say. And then it took it take about a, a month to sort of change your opinion to you go now like, yeah, dude, I'm white. It's sick. Like you, you immediately react to what you think. The same way if you walk into a room and you feel like everyone hates you mm. or there's a little bit of animosity towards you, you just act different than if you walk in and everyone feels positive towards you. Right. So you find out a way to react to it in your art that you're making regardless of what that vibe towards. If I'm the villain, then I'm the villain. But so when did you actually like notice a change in your comedy? 2015 like, was like the big pop where, of it. Where you were like, what? Like, I just don't care about being, uh, about prioritizing being well-liked in comedy circles by woke people so much as but we always, I would rather it's the same thing the as you. It's the same thing as you said about um, uh, hip hop or, you know, any like internet commentary, whatever you want to say. I think it's more realizing that those people don't matter. Mm, and barely exist. Yeah, realistic. so when you say about comedy, it's like what real comedians in the clubs think, Right. that's very different than what Vulture thinks right. or some kids in Brooklyn that aren't putting up numbers. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's it's less of like real, making a tweak about me and realizing how it actually is. But okay, do you <laughs> think that the average, like on average <laughs> comedy, the comedy subculture, which I realize is like impossibly vast and contains all these little tiny communities within like it. Like anything, whatever. right? But do you think that overall the community is like very, very anti sort of like woke language policing, et cetera? Or like how divides. would you describe that? that well, the, 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 the biggest there. comics, like, I mean, you know how you said, you know, they'll try to say someone else and you're like, this is obviously the biggest rapper. Like right. the same way that they might do that about Joe Rogan. Where it's they, like how Mark Maron is pissed off that Joe Rogan got the deal and he didn't. <laughs> Because Joe, like Mark Maron on paper is like going so out of his way to not offend anybody and right. pisses him off that somebody who basically offends people well, gets the hundred million dollar Spotify deal. Being a being a great comic means like you're gonna piss off the people sometimes. Right. And being a great anything means you're not gonna go with the program. But if you're a like a bishop at the church, you can't now talk shit about the church. So that's kind of what's going on with a lot mm. of these people. This thing that everyone's young making fun of. That, so they can't compete because they can't do it. Mm. And that's what the popular vibe is right now. Someone that's going to be honest, whether they're right or wrong. Like, I actually think that here's what I think. And people like that. And then so someone like that that's wants to keep their job. And they the only thing they can do to react to that is say, this shouldn't be happening. Mm. 
they can't uh, they can't do it better. Right. The reaction to that, they're, they're already. What are you going to join in the chorus and say the same thing that? Every news station saying every mainstream publication, you join in and be like another person agreeing with that. Right. So all you can do is try to shut it down. Where you go, this is uh, mean. This is uh, shouldn't exist. Right. So that's the, that's what they try to do to make you disappear. But and the, you know sometimes they're successful. They've made people disappear. But it does eventually. It never wins. Right. The telling people what you can and can't do in art never wins and it's all about how much leverage you got too because like you were just with danny mullen and danny mullen had like a live show booked recently and yeah. then he had like a, a comment he made where i think he said something that to me was pretty like self-evidently a joke it was something about basically how like fat women needed to be exterminated <laughs> he's so, yeah danny's, mel- danny's is wild shit right he said, he said something like that on his podcast the clip goes viral and now like I know Danny. I don't think that he's like the kind of person that would want to, you know, exterminate <laughs> obese people. He seems no, like he's, he's like got, an, he's, he's got like plenty sweet. of obese friends. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Honestly, like he's a comedian. Obviously, he was fucking joking, but they successfully got him booted from like multiple venues to the point where he ended up having to do that live show in the fucking park yeah. over there. Yeah, I mean that's the you go back and forth because there is that part where it's like, hey, you say stuff, and this is the game, and in comedy. There is this game of the one part of you wants to be like, I should be able to say whatever the fuck I want. Mm. But that's not how it works in real life or in a comedy club. Like it's not if I showed up to you and I just, you know, you seem like a guy's not going to get offended. Mm. But there's a point where you'd be like, yo, what the like we weren't on that vibe. And I just came in saying like real crazy shit. Right. So every room, every comedy club, every platform has a vibe. Mm. But what people don't like is when it's unfair. Like we were. You know, me and some of your dudes were talking before where it's just like some of the rappers that's all of a sudden like you don't even know what you did. It's just the disappear. Mm. It's when you don't know the rules and the rules seem to like only apply to certain things. Right. So I think that's what like the fight is against. I mean, the idea that if you go and you do like a corporate event and you show up. (laughs) Right. And then you show up and you're like yelling slurs and. You know, women are fucking trash. And right. then and then people l- legitimately are offended where they're like, what the fuck was that? You can't be like, <laughs> oh, Snowflake. Yeah. They, she was actually offended but in that case. But if you go to a corporate event, is that just kind of implied or do they make it explicit and say like, hey, like this isn't maybe the venue for you to say the most edgy thing corporate you can gigs. think of? Yeah, the corporate gigs. <laughs> I brought JJ on a corporate gig. Worst decision. Yeah, it, it, was, really. t- oh, Dude, it was disaster. This guy, this guy he, he walks rooms like you've never seen. But he kills very hard, I want to say. But the dude who booked us, it was for truckers, was like was waving, waving his arms when I was on stage. JJ comes in and he's doing a bit about this girl <laughs> this girl's got a fucking clit so big it's oh, yeah. flying in the wind <laughs> but he's doing a big act out the guy at the side who's running the event runs up to the side and just goes get him off stage <laughs> he goes shut it down he, wow. and he went on and he wasn't much better I was, was yeah a, that's true it, it wasn't a, much better it was, it's but, the same shit well you kind of some of those scenarios you get into a scenario you get into a position on stage where you're kind of like what they want me to do the audience will hate Uh so the only way for me to do good right now is to essentially piss off the people that booked me and then you go which is it do I kind of just take the hit have a very lukewarm set people go that guy wasn't that funny but you get paid and the guy goes thanks for coming and you never talk about this again or do you like 
nah, I'm going to do good. Right. <laughs> but some people aren't like it. And I think that the real answer is don't take those gigs. Right. Yeah, we don't, I don't take those gigs. It's just not worth it? No, it's not worth it. But that's the difference it's not, between... Yeah, just, you, you don't want to do that stuff. But, right. you know, it's big money if you're starting out. It's someone... The truth is, someone gives you, like, oh, come do five grand to do a thing, and you're starting out, and it's like, yeah. and you're like, can you do 45 minutes clean, and you can't really, and you're like, yeah, I could probably try mm. to do that, and you show up, and you do 10 minutes, and you're like, anyway, so I'm having sex the other day. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you start to lose them, you know that saying something edgy is going to reel them back in, get them paying kind attention. Of. Yeah, it, exactly. But, okay. But I, also... but. Also, too, like if they hate you, yeah. I personally think you know what better go, than them just not liking you. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you know what? If they hate me, man, I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I'm gonna give you a real reason to fucking hate me now, right. and then I'll just well. Yeah. How about the real me? Here we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You thought you hated me? Well, I got news for you. That wasn't me. No, but okay. There, there is a weird line though, because like I'm somebody who I, I try not to really like. I try to make my decisions about what I'll say and what I don't say based on what I actually think is offensive and not based on just like how a exactly. random person that exists in my head is going to feel. I, I've, I've been known to still say retard. I believe I said retard earlier in this podcast or at least I, I just call them women. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but okay. The other day I was around somebody and this is somebody who pretty much I would say like affiliates themselves with like, you know, edgy alternative comedy, whatever. And he was saying the F word with the A G G O T like hard, like aggressive. And it made style. you feel strange. And it, it really like even to me, I was just like, ugh, like yeah. that just kind of makes the hair stand up on my neck a little. And yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna say like I haven't said it in the last fucking year for sure. I've said it when I was angry or something, but just interjecting that well, into a it, normal room these days just really hits a little different. I don't of know. course, and I say that as somebody who grew up saying it every other fucking yeah. Word. But like, there's a difference between being edgy and being like um, subversive. You know mm. what I mean? Like sometimes you're saying things. That you, you know you're not supposed to say, but they're kind of true, right. and that's a good part of comedy. But there's a line where it's like, yeah, you know what? You're not supposed to say that's true. That this girl's super fat. Like, right. do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you go up and you're like fat, you're like, sorry, I'm a truth teller. Like, mm. there's obviously. <laughs> so I like to think of it, right? I'm a truth teller. Look how obese this person <laughs> is. Fucking yeah, fat that pig. is true. And society does not want you to say that, but perhaps for good reason. Yeah, yeah. and but maybe there might be a place where you're kind of like. A celebrity and right. everyone saying they're hot and I got and you're like, really? I right. gotta pretend. Then that's you know you kind of are nuanced. Do you about think it. that if a woman is obese and she goes to a comedy show that she's like that she should consider being made fun of for her weight on the table okay. as a potential? So job. that's to me what you were talking about before, where people want to say there's like punching up and punching down, but yeah. they don't really understand how that works. But the truth is, it's the audience has a conscience mm -hmm. that they think that is their line. Then you have a conscience. That what you think's funny. Right. So ideally, you say stuff that you feel good about saying. Where you go, that's I think that's funny, and I right. think that aligns with my sensibilities. The audience has now has their say of whether they laugh or not. And ideally, you. But sometimes you do the. Op I've done also where you go, you say some kind of outrageous shit. You were like, ah, I felt kind of mean about that, and mm. then the audience laughs. But you didn't. You didn't feel good about it. Mm. So you find, and that might happen in real life too. Just because sometimes you get the wrong laughs. Like you go, you go. You know, like I always, if I'm in Brooklyn or like New York, I'm going way harder on like gay shit and race. If I'm in 
the like you know texas let's say i'm like not austin but like you know texas right. texas i might go harder on religion and hit on their shit mm. but if you go to the if you go to some place where they're if you're like fucking you know gay people are suck and everyone's like hell yeah bro and you're like oh, that's, <laughs> this was that's funner if you don't think it right yeah it's funner but if this is a room full of gay people and i'm trashing them now it's funny yeah so it, it kind of depends works. on what the scenario is right it's just, oh, they yeah. all every room has its own dynamic that you're kind of going on but it's crazy too because you you get your set filmed you get like you know 30 seconds of your set film and it looks crazy out of context and then that could be the version of it you know that that that, exactly. that woman that you're fucking with could be the most i know animated funny person who you could tell by the look in her face that she's not offended and she's gonna she love the it. punches but then you take that and you put it aside like and remove the 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 rapport that you built with her for an hour before right like how much have you felt like you've actually been canceled or like what is the actual effort to cancel you ben because you get so explicitly political on with the skits and everything that it feels like there's got to be like a pretty significant amount of backlash to that well to some degree you just like you are put you're like removed i've removed myself from like when i was in canada i was making tv shows and i was doing uh like i had a series i had like a digital series is on like cbc like the canadian broadcast corporation right and to and to some degree you just are like yeah that stuff's out of the question now right and that but it's the problem is that stuff's becoming inc- increasingly out of the question for everyone that's funny. Yeah. So when you look at all of the people that are not that are killing it and that everyone would agree are the funniest people right now and they go none of these people could ever work in the industry. It's like, all right, well like it looks like your industry sucks now mm. because you've essentially put it's like they're like you can't come to our thing and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be in your thing. You can't pay, have a piece of our thing. Right. So I think there's that, but I do have my own things where I have been like uh, on stage, and I remember there's one at the corner with the, the just the fat chick. Oh, thing, this was the was, greatest moment I think I've ever seen of you. I don't know if it's yeah, it wasn't great for me, but no, I remember. It was, but I was dying in the back. There of the was room. this couple, and it was a fat chick, like you said, right? And she was with like a, a she was with like a, a white dude. Okay. Or no, she yeah, she was with a, a black dude. Okay. She was a white chick. She was a white chick. And then there was another white guy in the crowd and she kept yelling and stuff like that. And then the white guy kept yelling. And I said some version of, you're just mad that this black guy stole another one of your fat white chicks. (laughs) Some shit like that. Okay. Kills in the room. And I legitimately watched this woman's like go, like she deflated. And in my mind, I was saying this like, like a joke that, you know, if you go, I always do jokes where it's like, you know, black chicks will be like, look at that girl. And you're like, the one in the mobility scooter, really? <laughs> like, you know, I, I thought it was like general, okay. but I for, at the time it wasn't general. It was, I was like this girl. But had she been talking shit to you? Yes. Okay. And that's why I killed because she was being such a menace. Yeah. I feel like if you're heckling. But in like, my personal, I left off stage yeah. being like, mm. I felt awful. And, and then, then two or three dudes would come up to me being like, that was the funny dude. You fucking let her I know. I was one of and those like, oh. Yeah, JJ was like, yeah, hell yeah. But in my mind, I was like, I, okay, now I, I'm not going to do that again. Right. I, I didn't feel good about that. Yeah. So then, then you update your your sensibilities of what you do. I had the online version of that because do you remember when there was a, a fucking I think it was Cosmopolitan they had a cover and I think it was this girl Tess Holiday or All some right. shit like very large woman and she was on the cover of this magazine. And I fucking 
I just put the I put the magazine on Twitter and I put a row of laughing emojis because as I tweeted it, you know, so many different things went through my head about how stupid this cover was. I just put a row of laughing emojis. Turns out that was a mistake. I probably would have been better off making an actual offensive joke because yeah. people were able to like interpret that I meant whatever they wanted me to have been saying in response to that, you know? Ugh. Like, like I just like seeing people quote tweet it and just like run with so many different narratives. Now, I also am in the position of having a fiance who has dealt with body image issues throughout her life and has been open about them on YouTube, which I obviously did not think about as I was posting this row of laughing emojis about this obese woman. And uh, so her fans are coming at her talking about what a piece of shit I am, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, you know, like in that moment, it's like, oh, like, I, I guess like I, I thought this was a good enough edgy thing to laugh about because I don't personally give a fuck about what like people who would be offended by something like this think. Yeah. But then like it kind of like canceled me in my own little fucking world because all of a sudden I have my girl upset enough about it that I don't even know if I, I think I might end up deleting it. Like, but I think mm -hmm. I left it up for like many weeks before I deleted it because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to be. The, I don't want to. They're delete. shitting on me. I'm gonna ride it out, yeah. but I also don't want this to be like a thing that starts getting retweeted again a couple of years from now. You know, that was a tough one because I really had to kind of like you know delete something that I didn't think was offensive. You didn't feel wrong, but you, but that's why the internet's worse than speaking because they decide and they can take clips, but. On that, they didn't see your tone, they didn't see yeah. your vibe, and Twitter's the worst for that. It's but if I had elaborated, it might have been worse, also. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Let I me no, 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 sorry, let me explain. I'm laughing because she's gross. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing because of the fact that this is a, a magazine, and you have a person on the cover who's morbidly obese and is never going to live to see, like, 58 years old. That's personally what I was laughing at, which I understand is a lot to take in because that is kind of offensive. But you're but also, yeah, I get it. Like this is the thing where they go, they always kind of like use minorities as like a, right. like a mask yeah. where they go, you're laughing at the minorities. Like not really. We're kind of messing with like white liberals telling you what to say. Right. You know, so it's, there's like an old principle with comedy, but it's like first you try to, you say jokes, and then once people tell you you can't say jokes, if you really feel like you can't say jokes, you make fun of the people telling you you can't say jokes, which right. is a lot of what's happening right now. And so, if you, you mentioned the Chappelle, the trans stuff, every big comedian had a bunch of trans stuff on their specials this year. Why? Well, it's an elephant in the room. Yeah. You have to talk about it. It's the number one thing you're not supposed to do. If you're a kid, and you go to, like, I remember even just being in, like, an assembly or something, right? And imagine they go, here's the one thing no one can say. <laughs> right, yeah. You can't mention Jesus in a bad way or some shit like that, right? The f if you go in with a group of your friends, the first person that says that is getting a pop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you just gave that word so much comedic power. Oh, yeah. And that's everything, right? So it's the more you tell everyone, like, this is the one thing that you can't do, you go, to be honest, I have to now. Right. It's like where I'm a, you, like, made it so... If I don't talk about this, it's everyone. It's the elephant in the room. It feels right. weird that you didn't mention it. But it's weird because now you're a hate monger if you even like acknowledge that being or obese is dangerous. Which is a fun one, right? Which is a crazy that's my one. Fa to, that's kind of my favorite and, one. And my favorite thing that you have to read between the lines on is when they talk about COVID deaths in America versus <laughs> yeah. other countries, but nobody's ever allowed to acknowledge that maybe more Americans are dying because of the fact that they're all fat as fuck. How funny is it fat that is. America is the fattest country in the world by a long shot, right? Yeah. And then the response to that, so I think it's like, what, 60% of people? And then America, it's the most American shit ever, where they go, 
actually like were the minority group right now. Right. So they made it so instead of being like, let's get in oh. shape, America was like, you can't. It's actually we're you the best. You can't talk shit about them, <laughs> even though it's almost everyone and it's any almost doctor everyone. will tell you it's like the best thing that you could dream well, of if you wanted sexist. to die early. Yeah, yeah it, just be a little overweight and you're fucked with this. I was talking uh, about how doctors don't want to call people fat. They just go, listen, if you could be 30% less brave. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stand up for yourself a little bit less. No, that, but oh, those are shit. the funniest ones where it's like, they, they're telling you something. We all know it's not true, yeah. but I have to say it. Right. But I feel like the Chappelle thing in so many ways is just going to be this like big, Beacon, like a big old lighthouse on the timeline that just reminds everyone you don't have to give in. When they try to tell you that there are all these things you can't say, you just don't have to give in. Well, it's like the gay guys. We were doing a show in Austin, and I'm opening for Ryan, and they had a, a, a host who was gay, uh-huh. and he was like really like effeminate. Okay. And he would go funny on stage. Funny, yeah. Yeah, sure, funny, yeah. But he would go on stage. And say I can't say fag. Can I? You can say whatever. Okay. So he would say like literally. He, he, suck, su- he sucked enough dick. To yeah, I've right. Su- yeah, yeah, I've sucked enough yeah. cock. So yeah. I, was, I would say fag with the hard ot. He would get mad at me for saying it, <laughs> but then he would go the next night. It's like Cosby telling people don't use the er. You know. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, and he would go on stage. The fucking hypocrite would go on and say the exact same thing. But it's different <laughs> because you're fine. wearing fucking belt. Yeah, sure, he's fine. But, but he was getting on you for saying, saying it. Because what, he, you're not gay enough? You're not like outwardly exactly, gay Exactly, but he would go on and do it. And I'm like, well, well, you guys have, like, you're the biggest fucking hypocrites. Yeah. You know what the Chappelle thing, too, you're, you're right, but the Chappelle thing also, it wasn't not only the, the you can't say anything point. It was also, there was like a jockeying of you know which class like there's a there's always been kind of what you were saying earlier in the podcast where they try to kind of wrap all the other issues into black issues because mm-hmm. it's like the same where there's like you know gay and trans is the same thing and the black issues are the same as trans issues and all this stuff right he would Chappelle's kind of point was like no it's you know it's been harder to be black than it is to be trans like most of you people were kind of right. live most of your life as just like a white dude or white whatever it is yeah. right and to be honest he was kind of saying like they were like, no, we're all together, but like, kind of, we're higher. And he was like, we're not together, and you're not higher. <laughs> and, and, right, a little. I do, be, I do believe that some of you genuinely have gender dysphoria, whatever the fuck it is. But Fun, a, lot, yeah. a lot of y'all are just making this shit up for attention. Let's be honest here. Uh, but more importantly than that, a lot of them aren't even the ones that are getting mad. Right. But you are right. Like, if a, if a chick's like, I look like a chick and everything, but I'm like non-binary. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but there but are like, people that do I'm, the I'm, whole thing. I'm bisexual, but I'm in a relationship with someone that's the opposite gender of me. But I'm still gonna tell you at every fucking turn how I'm bisexual, bisexual and trans, yeah. all this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just inventing shit to just sort of like not put yourself in the boring white person. Yeah, box. that's what it is. And I'm weird because I'm over here just like accepting, like okay, I'm just like a regular white guy. I'm not gonna like make up some new genders so I can impress. Well, you. there you have it. Adam and Ben Shapiro agree. Yeah. Two genders <laughs> Two tops. Gender. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reality is, is that like I've had a lot of trans people on this podcast over the years. 
years. And I don't. Yeah, dude, we're in common. Like, we not time. a lot. Like maybe like four or something. That's, that's a lot. Right. That's right. a lot. That's a lot compared There's to like, like six actual... in the world. Yeah. So four but, of the six. Okay. <laughs> one of them is Blair White. So I know she would be sympathetic to Blair what we're White's talking wild, about. But then like even the other ones, like I don't really think that any of the people that I've been able to actually get along with or whatever were trans are the types of people that are out here like <laughs> demanding that nobody have a fucking reasonable opinion or reasonable conversation about this. Like I'm forced to assume that even within the trans community, the offended percentage of the trans community is kind of exaggerated. Like I, I feel like sure. I feel like probably within the trans community there's a lot more like JK Rowling and her opinions are just fine. Dude, it's the twenty year old expect, college you know? chick fucking community that's mad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> well, I'm even saying. the trans comedians, what happened was there, there was an article as a response to Dave Chappelle and saying Dave Chappelle's transphobic. Here's funnier trans comedians than Dave Chappelle. And it listed a bunch of trans comedians. And I know one of the trans comedians who was happy about this article and she was sharing it. And he's like, you're just, you're, you're getting attention from something you didn't do. And mm. you're like publishing something that you're funnier than Dave Chappelle. It's That's insane. That's that part where it is hard though. It's like if you're a trans person and then like big publications start being like, you're funnier than Dave Chappelle. You're like, don't put me in a fight with Dave Chappelle. Like, yeah. I didn't say that I'm funnier but, than but Dave Chappelle. Also, but, oh, if, what are you going to say? If, like, if no, you're going to put you in a tough position. And, and praise upon me for yeah. just being who I am. Eh, whatever. Maybe I'll just accept that I'm. What not are you gonna do? Like, be like, you know, oh, yeah. it's tough, right? Yeah, yeah. It, pu it puts you in a position of like, how honorable are you gonna be to like? No, I'm no right? right. I think a lot of it goes back to the. Like, you know, the, you guys live, like, kind of wild pirate lives, right? <laughs> I mean, he's like, a I regular so. white dude. Yeah. He just no, said I, he's a regular no, white dude. These of, days, <laughs> but I've, I've had a wild pirate life as a whole. I mean, uh, these yeah. days, I'm pretty boring. Well, even yeah. in just your career and your job. Like, oh, yeah, you the do, porn thing is kind of wild. Yeah, yeah also, you're yes. making porn in your office. I mean, what, <laughs> sure, super normal, but... Uh, I've gotten my jizz on this rug before. <laughs> to, to put it in perspective, I've had to clean my own jizz from this rug. But you're a guy that, like... <laughs> obviously can handle the idea that this isn't the normal life. That's all I'm saying is like, right. so a lot of people, they, they normalize every, the idea of like normalizing everything I feel like is kind of more of a girl thing than a guy thing. Mm. And it's people wanting to live like alternative lifestyles, but they want everyone to think it's normal. Yeah. I feel like the first part of this was when every person was getting like tattoos, like, like kind of like neck tattoos and everything. And then you'd start seeing the articles being like, actually it's super normal to have neck tattoos. I shouldn't be not getting job interviews because it, <sighs> And it was like, what's, you know, I'm being discriminated against because yeah. I have a tattoo on my face. And you're like, if you can't handle people looking at you weird because you have tattoos covering right. your face, don't get it. You're not the type of person that can handle this. I remember first hearing that argument. Same reason by being important, though. And I know? was kind of blown away. I'm like, oh. So I can just demand that everybody treat me. Like I thought by getting shit tattooed on my face that I was kind of like willingly accepting that I was going to be on the outsides of society to a certain extent. A pirate. Yeah. And then at a certain point, like I start seeing that opinion. I'm like, you know what? Fuck yeah. You can't tell me what to do. Like you got to hire us to work at Rite Aid, even if we have fucking, you know, like if you if you have a white power face tattoo, you you have to be hired by Rite Aid. Rite Aid can't tell you no. Yeah, that's, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, that's my new opinion because so it what? seems to I benefit have, me. I have COVID. COVID's a lie. COVID I'm like under lip. <laughs> oh man, I, I got some fucking. He, I got a fucking sermon about Sandy Hook on my back. Right. <laughs> you know, all right. Yeah. No, I mean, but when you think about it, the whole COVID thing, like it really, I think, is like increased distrust in institutions among people so much in the fact that like people still have to wear a fucking mask to go in mcdonald's and all this shit like you know like 
I think a lot of it is kind of bullshit. Like people are just basically being like fed misinformation and stuff for sure. But then at the same time, I do feel like the average person is being like slowly radicalized to not trust the government on anything. Dude, because uncles the are messaging getting real has, radicalized. Yes, because the messaging has been so unclear. And now it's like, okay, yeah. here's this thing. I feel like the messaging has been so bad that that's why it's like hard to get so many people to get vaccinated because they've just done such a bad job of putting it out into there. I know you probably think that like the vaccine will kill you and everything, but no, I'm not, I'm not into any of that no? stuff. You're not into that? No. You draw the line there. No, I, <laughs> well, I just, do you know what the, the thing is? I feel like I've fairly like reasonable, like centrist takes on things. I do too. Yeah. It's I just like, like you're supposed you too, to, yeah. it's like the, what you're supposed to think is so crazy. I, I agree with you that, the reason why people are so jazzed up mm. on all the like vaccine stuff is that it's like there's also this other part where they the the media kind of said hey if you don't take the vaccine you're right wing as a tactic to right. make people do it but for half the country they're like oh then i guess i don't take it because yeah i'm right wing right like half yeah. the, that's not an insult if you say it to someone in you know, works in a steel mill in Pittsburgh. Like, that's actually positive for him. Or, or like, okay, dude, with the mandates and stuff, that shit's pretty crazy because I, I have maybe 10 full-time employees in here on a regular basis. If I had 10 times as many employees, so if I had 100 employees, then I would have to fire any of them who don't get vaccinated really? within like a couple weeks. Like, but this town that, is that great. I mean, everyone has crazy. fakes. Like. <laughs> That's true. And I'm not really sure. Like is any, a lot of my employees have fake vaccine cards for sure. But like, uh, if I'm just snitching on them left and right, but I mean, I would be like really offended and upset like that. Like even for me, it was somebody who's very pro vaccine. I mean, that right there would maybe be enough for me to be like, I'm going full fuck you to the government. If I had to, lay yeah, off 40 people thing, because yeah. of the vaccine thing you know and i could encourage them to get vaccinated but i mean at the end of the day like fucking how much do i really want to be involved in that in my employees personal lives like that you know yeah but, everyone has their like spot where they're kind of like wait a second these people are lying to me aren't they yeah like okay i think that is a little too much of like me demanding medical records from everybody who works for me that is something i'm not really sure if i'm trying to get down with dude yeah yeah i have i get it from both sides where it's People let that um, people are getting mad at me for like kind of being reckless during COVID. Mm. Like we were doing shows, we were kind of touring early. Um, I was still doing like videos on the street and stuff like that, and I was getting a lot of pushback. Even people wrote there's articles written and stuff like that, and with pretty funny quotes. That's like, a big thing for a while. Nope Boys got their entire YouTube channel demonetized yeah. and probably lost out on millions of dollars because of the fact that they were going and doing crazy <laughs> parties at schools during COVID, like early. Exactly. Yeah. And then I get it from the other side where people go, hey, you shouldn't be touring in Toronto because they have vaccine requirements or you shouldn't be touring here. Like, But you're vaccinated. That's correct. But if I would go, I'm not going to... People, Everyone just wants you to be an activist for what they think. That's mm. the bottom line. I'm like, dude, I didn't like get into comedy to be an activist like it's yeah. just not what i do the vaccines brand needs work because like right now when somebody says like you're vaccinated i kind of expect the next thing out of your mouth to be like and you suck dick and you're like you, you have no respect <laughs> for your parents it's like really like it's just like it's got like a sissy ass image at this point and it's like but, and they know. think that's positive they, yeah. that's what i'm saying they're pitching this like hey don't you want to be like us and you're kind of like not really <laughs> that's why jj had to go back out of the closet yeah. or back in to the closet honest, to they be go, honest they go hey gay guys we're all vaccinated you don't think the vaccine had something to do with no. you being gay <laughs> no the <laughs> one of the vaccines <laughs> no, no. did JJ. my mother was a whore <laughs> that's on. what it had to do she was pregnant 
pregnant with me sucking other men's dicks. My dad, my dad told me, no, but this town is crazy because everyone's vaccinated and it's so fucking locked down still. Yeah. I don't get this city. Yeah, everybody who had their fucking businesses ruined and stuff are not exactly becoming like advocates for vaccine mandates. But even now, like just going around the streets, I'm like, this city is like, and I'm like, again, I'm pro-vaccine, I'm pro like be healthy, but this city's been pussified. Yeah. I'd say LA is the most places where, because everywhere else I, I feel like I go, they have all the requirements, but then like no one does it, any of it. Yeah. Whereas LA is the first place where I walk into a Starbucks and there's like two baristas being like, hey, you want a mask? Show me your... And you go, whoa. You've had that happen? You have to like show the vaccine I'm in West card Hollywood. just to walk in? No, not the vaccine card at oh, West Hollywood. Okay. But I've been asked. I, at the start, I, everywhere else, like yeah. restaurants, to be on a patio. But I did have, uh, I saw the kind of person you're talking to when I was in line at Starbucks and the person comes up and they're like, hey, who, who do I show this to? And the person's uh -huh. like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, can I? <laughs> yeah, like that. That's one thing I've realized. Yeah, fucking in the queue, dude. He when, when, shut up. when you're pulling yeah. up to something, whether it's a club or a concert or a party or whatever, and you hear like, oh, they have this vaccine requirement. Nobody gives a fuck. You have to be able to present something that's enough. For them to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. be able to this have, isn't like, crayon. You're pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a, a piece of cardboard with vaccine written in crayon, <laughs> they might not let you in. But anything besides that, they're pretty like nobody is so invested in this. It's not like you're gonna get ten years in jail if you let somebody into this bar with a fake vaccine card. And yeah. so it's kind of like where where are you really gonna draw? But the line? this is what's so crazy. So I go on Grinder just for you know nice. just just nice. check out the grant. <laughs> you know, just a boys thing to do, right? Like just one of the guys just window know, shopping, just window shopping. <laughs> And just like guys, straight guys do. And I go, I go on there, and there's guys, all their vaccine status, but all these dudes are wanting to fucking bareback. Really? Yeah. They're wow. like, they're like, hey, fully vaxxed, got the booster, but let me breed your fucking hole. <laughs> this is JJ at the gay club, like, yo, you're vaxxed though, right? <laughs> but it's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like they're like, oh, hey, we have to be very careful, but then you're barebacking strangers. But, but I've heard which that, is cool. I've which heard is cool. online grinder and stuff that like 90% of guys are down to do bareback sex. And they're like advertising that they have HIV and they want to. They're was, is, is this all true? Reverse bug okay. chasers, I guess that is. Wow. Uh, I don't know if 90%, but there are people that will post um, undetect, po HIV positive, undetect they post undetectable. Wow. So that means you basically have you HIV. Are. That's the right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, that, that's, if you're undetectable, you're undetectable. You're, if you're undetectable, it means you have HIV positive, but it's, you can't, I, I don't think you can transmit it or it's very less likely. Okay. Because you're on like Especially if you're on PrEP and shit, like, you yeah. know. Yeah. But so are you having bareback From sex what I hear. Grind, grinder on the regular? No. You wrap no. it up. I, um, I actually. You know what he's into? Okay, this is not a gay thing. So this is a pot. This is a straight JJ thing. He's really, really into hiring chicks and then uh, drinking their breast milk. Titty milk. Love titty milk. <laughs> Wet nurses, they like to be called. He you comes, can be gay and do that. He comes. He's moving to New York and he goes, oh, there's this one chick that's like the top like breast Wet milk. Yeah. What do you call it? A Wet, Wet nurse? Wet nurse. My girl is literally breastfeeding right now. How, and I, that do I, anything I, for I you? haven't tasted You haven't no, tasted I've just, it? I've kind of weirded out. How it. could he buy? Some? The other day we were hooking up with a girl and she starts squirting a oh. breast milk onto, onto her pussy and then eating it Come off of the on. pussy. You don't want some of that. I mean, I thought that was kind of hot, but I didn't yeah. really feel like, oh yeah, let me try some of that. Oh my god, I would be right. In, I would like if I if I had a, a wife who was pregnant, I would like shoo over the kid and like get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's <laughs> he, he pays top dollar. If anyone's listening, yo. 
He's got a big audience. Hit JJ up on Instagram with your prices, dude. Wow. He's out there. He, like, he How did you figure that out? Like, that's like such <laughs> so, a strange fetish for a gay man. Well, so, he started with cum. He's like, is there a girl version? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, this is the best we can do. Well, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I don't know what it was. It was just one of these things. So when I started fucking chicks, like, I, I, I mean, I ran through whole in the 20s for men, men whole. Like Sick, a, dude. Yeah. You fucked every guy, so you just kind of... <laughs> Honestly, every guy. Every guy in New York. Yeah. Every guy that I could fuck. Wow. And then I started titty-fucking chicks, and I got a lot of... I fucked... That was, that was hitting the spot for you? <laughs> hundreds of escorts. Not to brag. I know a lot of guys get jealous when they hear that. With that poker money. Hundreds of escorts? Oh, I mean, that I, just sounds like so much money. So much. I'm so broke. Wow. <laughs> I'm so broke all the time. I once had a bright. I had a $5,000 Brightling. Do you remember when I started comedy? He's such an idiot, dude. It's like, honestly, an escort's is better use of his money than the other shit he would buy. Like, you know what I mean? I how, much, a, how much was an escort during this time period? Uh, I vary. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. A couple hundred bucks. I'm such a scumbag. I'll go for like the $80 quick visits, 15 wow. minutes, because I can come in like three minutes. So right. yeah, so like I'll go for like dirty, like that's the- The, the, the Montreal breast girl? Yeah, I found a chick off Craigslist before you could, <laughs> they've banned it since. She was fucking disgusting. <laughs> she was $40. And she's on the cover of Cosmopolitan Magazine this week. <laughs> <laughs> She was in your tweet. Ha, 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 ha. She was disgusting. <laughs> the way you said that. She didn't even speak English. She was in the French side of Montreal. I took a cab to She's her She's saying place. the same thing about him, by yeah. the way. Oh, I just, yeah. This she fucking guy just drank you. my breast milk. He's no, disgusting. No, she had no breast milk. Just tit it was a pure titty fuck. Useless. And I showed up. <laughs> Are you even a woman? It was very useful because it was $40. Wow. And I showed up at the place. French. And that's Canadian, by the way. Yeah, so that's like... 20 bucks here <laughs> yeah. to tit fuck. Wow. Like that's, an, yeah, wow. Like, right. What does she have going on? Like, how, She didn't uh, even have a door. She's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. And the cigarette is like 5% <laughs> of the amount of money she just she made had, for you to do this. She had a cigarette burn on her fucking she's, head. She's dipping chewing tobacco while oh. fucking JJ's titty fucking. This I, is your type. This is, the tits, honestly, I was so grossed out, but when she pulled out these fucking tits that just He's like, let's flopped, go. Just flopped in big areolas. Oh. I was so hard. I was disgusted, but so hard. And I couldn't come, <laughs> I couldn't come quick enough. And that's, dude, she had like a pile of cigarettes that I thought was art. Like it was pitch black. I didn't want to see her. I was, I, I cried after. Wow. I didn't know who to feel bad for. You cried for. after? Like I had tears. I didn't know if I should feel bad for her or me like this was like desperation for both of us wow Low, that was a double rock bottom D yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was like and i was in montreal doing club spots which so then you can imagine he this is the kind of stuff on stage someone comes for a nice night with yeah. your girlfriend i'm so glad that i had a bad first prostitute experience back in the day in china because like you know they're just like have a dick they're sucking my dick through like a fucking condom and then like because I, I paid for two of them i paid like 80 bucks for two girls and like they're going back and forth but in between they have to wipe my dick down with a, 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 a it's a, so alcohol, mechanical like a, like a, a, a alcoholic rub and then they have to put a new condom on and meanwhile 
while while one of them was going down on me through the condom, the other one would be licking my nipples. But before, which I don't like, and I didn't want them to do this, but I like just yeah, you didn't request just that. like allowed just them to. I like stopped her at some point. But before she did that, she would take the alcoholic rub and wipe my nipple. Come on, I'm like, what is this? Is so stupid. And then I never did it. This was end. COVID times before COVID. This was ten plus years. But that's ago, what I'm yeah. saying. Now, now you the you have to like you know rub shit down and clean it off. And oh, now yeah, they must be real sanitary. I mean, now. this was in China. put a mask on your dick. This was in China in a literal <laughs> nail salon. So it's a, 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 did you get a, a pedicure? A, a pedicure like four o'clock in the morning. Like the, what would stop me from doing that now is like. I would assume that any woman who's in that position in China, it's like more likely than not that she's being sex trafficked, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Which so like I don't even think Feels I would weird. ever be able to do that, that from that perspective. Like, I have a whole bit about that. I, everything I fuck is American made. <laughs> I don't fuck if it's a, if the ad honestly says Hiroko, I will not go there. Really? No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to like be there and some guys in the next room going, huh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Going somewhere, going somewhere to a prostitute, like going into their lair or having them come Layer. to yours, that just seems very like, yeah. like seems really sketchy. biting off something wild. To me, there. going they can do into, whatever to you. That I would feel that way going into someone's lair where I'm just like the guy's gonna come in and being like, you know, you're here forever now. You're and, and if like they just tie you down. If and you're a total nobody, you. then it's kind of like whatever. Because what plausible reason would they have to kill you or whatever? Yeah, but yeah. as soon as you, you get have anything going for you, then it's kind of like uh, well, I'm a total nobody, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, nah, no. oh, don't do that to yourself, man. I was <laughs> nah. wa I was watching a YouTube video about uh, Mac Miller's death, and they were showing the fucking text messages that he was having with his drug dealer, where they're like Whoa. negotiating drug prices and prostitute prices, like as like a bundle. Like, <laughs> Like we'll give you this many perks and this many uh, uh, this amount of coke, and wow. also we'll give you this girl that'll be twelve hundred, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like reading that or watching that, thinking about the fact that this guy was like fully in love with dating Ariana Grande like eight, eight months before that. Yeah, and then before he passed, he's like fully like just fucked up off drugs, just fucking ordering hookers to the studio. That would be awful to think you're gonna get a hooker. <clears throat> And then you die because I always show up like hard. <laughs> That's and a I'm real like, tragedy. Oh, I, I get nervous because he's like, "Stop! Did he get the hooker before he died?" <laughs> Part of the rush for me is being st I have an edible and I'm being stoned. I'm stoned out of my mind. Right. And it's like part of the rush. Oh, this could be a fucking sting. Oh, uh, you like the the oh, danger? Yeah, component. the high risk. And then when you know it's just some fucking. You know, you see these big titties and it's real. The baby oil's Jesus. out there. Yeah, that ru that cum is so much better. Like, that nut wow. is amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, he's talking about <laughs> jizz taste. I don't, know if we, I don't know if I ever have somebody talk about that on this podcast. That's no, crazy. no, I don't mean coming, I mean tasting it. I mean, like, busting the nut. Dude, is, he's probably not even the craziest dude in that whole poker world you got, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't really, like, like, that's one weird thing about poker is when I'm at the table and you have, like, a female dealer, or if there's any women at the table I feel hella uncomfortable because my brain is in like porn mode of yeah. like you're really really careful about what you talk about you around random people if somebody's signed on to be part of the porn whatever then okay you can pretty much say whatever around them but like if there's even one woman at the table I feel so uncomfortable talking about sex around them these days you know because I don't know I don't want to push the buttons I don't either she's just here to play a game I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable so well I wear the fleshlight t-shirts when I play cards right? well, the, but yeah I guess there's that other component of if you make them feel comfortable, uncomfortable, throw them off the game, right? right. But, but tell the story. Tell about you having your, your sponsor yeah, so censored at the World Series. So I was playing the main event, and I got on We staked him, or J Danny did. Yeah, uh, I got on TV 
on CBS Sports, and I'm wearing the Fleshlight because I make the uh, comedy sketches for Fleshlight, right. and they're like, you got to cover it up. Wow. And you're playing in a room with fucking degenerates, fucking drug users, people who are like relationships ruined. They're talking about heroin, an ex-heroin right. addict. And why that? Like everybody else has weird fucking sponsors. Like most of it's poker specific, but like they should make those rules clear. Like we're going to tell you what, like would I be allowed to wear my own merch on there? Because if so, and I own <laughs> Fleshlight, which I may, if I have to buy a percentage of Fleshlight so that I can wear their merchandise on TV, they don't know that you're not the owner. Well, I think it messes with their sponsors that they have. That's what it is. Mm. That's it. There's such a, but it's like this game. We're still living in this game. Like this is fucking, we're still pretending it's in the 90s where everything has to be clean. And where people aren't fucking rubber tubes filled with oil to get off. <laughs> I tried to fuck my girl's Fleshlight and I fucking... Uh, I don't know. It didn't. I think I might not have done contractually. It right. JJ loves it because the, contractually, the, it, had, yes. it had a lid on the end. I feel like to I, tighten it. Did I have to take that lid off? Because no, I felt like I was shoving my dick into like a black hole vacuum that I like couldn't get it into. Dude, there's some great flashlight products, and not because I make contact right. uh, for them. I love it. I Do you know more. what? I, okay, you know you know Matt Sankom, I think too, right? Yeah, yeah. Hard times, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I owned a part of that website, and I did all the videos for oh, a while. Really? Wow. And we did a video for flashlight back in the day. I think I said or whatever, right? Yeah. We, but the <clears throat> we did it with Riley Reed, Abella Danger, nice. uh, like all these porn stars, right? And we're doing this funny video. It kind of like keeps going viral. It was like three years ago. Right. But I remember the funniest part was Riley Reed was there and she's like dating some dude and she was like, talking to all the other porn stars. Uh, I don't know. He just has like a little problem with what I do for work. So it's a bit of a thing. This is where we're eating like subs for fucking right. lunch. <laughs> and me and Matt are there, right? And we're hanging out. And she, they're having all this like, that's so weird. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's your job. It shouldn't right. affect it. And we're, me and Matt are like, yo, this is crazy. Like, yeah, you're, you want to be like, yeah, no, I think everyone would have a problem with this. It's like, I would love not it. everyone. I but, would love it. I would love it. No, 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 you would love it. But there is this thing of like, she was like, I mean, obviously the real answer is like, he got involved with this. That's what the situation is. But it is also funny for her being like, she couldn't like fathom. <laughs> but you know what's interesting about that is that, so they broke up because that guy like increasingly throughout the years. He wasn't been, feeling They it. were together for like five, six He's years. He's like a DJ, right? Yeah. And then eventually he basically told her like, I want you to leave the Get out of the game, you know? And just be with me. And she was basically like, fuck no, nah, I ain't doing it. But then her new dude that she's married to now, when she met him, she basically, I don't know if it was because of him or it was because of COVID, but she stopped shooting like real porn. So now she just does her OnlyFans and does stuff with oh, him. Oh, wow. So she, she basically ended up. He actually up, got the deal. Exactly. He got the deal That's that the other guy is. was going for. Yeah. yeah. But nowadays it's kind of like. If you're doing porn, there's a weird dynamic. If you're doing like real actual porn, if you're going to browsers and you're shooting scenes or whatever, <laughs> you're basically doing it for A, promotion because they have big fans following. Yeah, of, build your thing. Or you're just doing it because you like it and you want to do it because these days, like if you could be a girl with the OnlyFans and you could make, you know, let's say you make $10,000 a month. I mean, you're never going to make that from doing mainstream porn because you're getting paid like $1,000, $1,500 per scene no, yeah. type shit. So a lot of those girls, like, they work all the fucking time or like like during the pandemic, I know so many girls who were working like every day shooting real porn Dude. who just said, fuck this, I'm not doing it. They started my OnlyFans. My ex did that. My, my ex has like a, uh, they call it fan zone, so similar yeah. to OnlyFans. Right. She's making six figures a year. Yeah. And she wasn't having sex with en with anyone. Yeah, I know. In the new, and like, I'm sure it's like the near world, but in the like comedy scene, like these, all the girls that do all that shit are like in the mix and all the podcast circuit and all that stuff. And right. dude, some of those girls, 
like you're saying some of those girls are just shooting all day. There's some girls that I know that kind of had a following. They're like, dude, they put up a photo a week. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they're just 40K a month. The like, standard wow. is crazy low. Yeah, ripping it. But do you feel the resentment there? Because when I read the comments about <laughs> OnlyFans girls, a lot of times I feel like I'm reading a comment from some guy who's like 20 and he works at the car wash. And then like the girl next the door, wash. the girl who's next door is 20 and she's making like $20,000 a month off fucking OnlyFans. And that's like clearly the reason why he's upset with her life choice, you know? Yeah, yeah. He wants her to come work at the car wash dude, or date him and work at the car wash. Dude, everyone hates when they like signed up to do the system of like how you're supposed to do life and then someone else seems like they're hacking it. Mm. And you're like, yo, fuck this. You're supposed to have to do it the hard way that I'm doing it. Yeah. Everyone, even that goes back to like all of this, what you're doing with comedy, everything. Like, do you know how many people there are that like work at Comedy Central or whatever? Or at like some TV station or at some record label, go in 60 hours a week, make 100K a year, which is fine, and then see some idiot talking into a microphone and is hanging out, smoking weed with his buddies, yeah. and just rip it. It makes them mad. They're like, yeah. so I think everyone doesn't like it when people are doing kind of an alternative lifestyle and it's working. Yeah. Especially as their industry sort of rapidly declines. Like, if your job you is. You made a bad to, investment. If your job is to write articles for Vice. I mean, there's no way that you're feeling good about where your career is going. They no, just like laid off like forty percent of the people doing that job. I remember back like 2010, 2011, that type Vice time was period. Cool. There was Vice, Vice was, was cool, really there, cool, and there was a million articles coming out per day on Vice, and there was like a lot of really interesting stuff. They had a really good brand image. I remember I went in, I had a meeting at Vice uh, yeah, I used to year, too. years ago in uh, in Venice, and we went there, and there's like so few people working there. And I said to my buddy who worked there, Justin, I'm like, where is everybody? And he's like, bro, you remember those like, sexual harassment articles all the guys that look like you are done he's like everybody (laughs) got fired i'm like holy shit and then like six months later i'm in vegas and i see the fucking higher ups at vice like with a private room at the strip club and they're all doing fucking molly and they're rocking still getting wasted and like i'm fucking talking to like my fucking friends who are like rolling around with them and I'm just they're just like yeah it's like you know shit shit ain't really changed that much and then they go back to their their office and write articles about how men are toxic yeah (laughs) yeah for sure and I'm like they green light articles they must want to kill themselves like that dude at Vice Vice has got to be the best example of a brand that was cool and they torched their own image because they decided to be edgy but but, but they would be regarded like Barstool if they didn't do that right yeah Mm. like at a certain point like it was a little more hipster but yeah it would have been some cool shit but at a certain point like you know tattoo shit the media just keeps writing these fucking articles about you trying to convince the world that you are one thing it was it's like vice's image would just not be what it is currently if they had they took gone some that big route. wild yeah, corporate now. there was a lot of money to be made in the like articles about 10 reasons why you're a nazi or whatever yeah. right <laughs> but there was, there was a profitable time i think that you know people are getting those aren't clicking as hot anymore dude yeah. i when i went there the i was we were pitching this show it was about a like they because when they came to they did a big thing in canada and they want to make a show with a bunch of guys so we were gonna make the show about guys in bands and the guy said to me he was like we want to do stuff about refugees right now. Like if there's any way to incorporate this refugees into the show. <laughs> and he's straight face looks at me. Do you know any refugees? I swear to, um, I swear he looks at me and he goes, 
He says the words "refugees are hot right now," right? And it, didn't he, he didn't like he didn't even like realize like how wild it was that he was saying this. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna put refugees in the band. Like this guy right. isn't the show. Like we we kind of had these. These are the kind of conversations we used to have like when I was making content in like Toronto or whatever, right? Right. And then <laughs> so and then Shane Smith, our body worked there, and he comes on the TVs. You remember Power Rangers like Zordon? Yeah. So in Canada, one he comes on the TVs, and they're fucking. He he gives everyone a pep talk every morning and he goes, everyone else is making stuff that's shit. Vice, we're not shit. And then he'd sign off and you'd do that. And then I went there to do this meeting and we were in a boardroom, right? Make, watching this thing and they put this video on of because we were all, they wanted us to make shows because we were doing stuff at Rogers. And then they go, we're trying to make shit at Vice that you can't make in a boardroom. And we're in a boardroom, like watching this video, <laughs> right. but there's like skateboards on the wall, you know, they're like, it was cool like yours, but then they they want you to make like, not your grandmother's cooking show, right. but all the shit they actually made was like, you know, w why like uh, men cooking is actually sexist or whatever the fuck. Right. right? So it's like, they were, they were going through like a proper, they didn't know what to do. Right. People like me and you got weeded the fuck out. Oh, hell yeah. Super fast. Well, they, you know what? They went from saying like a guy like JJ, they would probably be like, look at this wild dude. Right. To being like, this is why this wild dude's bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100%. I wrote down a couple fucking things that I should probably bring up before we. Oh, yeah. Okay. These are, I wrote down three things. <laughs> this is so good. Nice. Allow me to just read these uninterrupted. Number one. Kamala versus Elizabeth Warren's titties. Number two, Playboy in 2024 is a Ziploc bag of cum. You recently had that conversation on your podcast, just so you know. I said that on my podcast. And then the third one is just <laughs> oh, uh, is just Corinne, so I didn't forget the name of the girl from the Guys We Fuck podcast, who we're friends with. Are you with. friends with Corinne? Yeah, yeah, who you also, I see, does like oh, a Oh, Corinne's like one of my closest you. friends. Really, yeah. She, she fucks with my girl a lot, and we went on their really? podcast years ago. We yeah. share a studio. Me and Corinne have a really? we, Yeah, we, we got a studio in East oh, Village. Okay. That's yeah. tight. We're in one corner, then the other corner. Ziploc bag of cum. Not her, but... <laughs> I, I think I know what you're... Okay, I know exactly was, what you're talking about. It was about, about. because Playboy now I know. has put men on the cover, and then that, like you extrapolated from that, that this is what I got from listening to one episode of your podcast, is that at some point in the future, Playboy is going to just come with a Ziploc bag of cum, which, of course... Yeah. So Playboy basically had a dude, a gay dude on the cover. Really? And then we're saying, so Playgirl has like a lesbian on the cover. They just switch. Right. And like, so, but we're, we're loving the idea of, be, imagine some old 60-year-old dude that was like a Playboy dude. He used to have the stack in the garage. Right. And then him being like, ah, let me see what's Playboy. I might have spank one out. <laughs> you can see what Playboy is up to. He just turns it on and some dude with his dick out. Yeah. What the fuck? It turns out you're gay now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the flip. That's so stupid. But now, Corinne, guys, we fuck podcast. She's a badass and's in all my shit. And then yeah. uh, that was my first viral video when I moved to America two years ago was uh, Kamala Harris. Who yeah. has the bigger titties? And then these two. So I go, who has better titties, uh, Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren? And right. then this, these ladies that were filming <sighs> yeah. their own videos flipped out and they're like, what the fuck? This is the most grossest thing we've ever heard. And then they kept saying, I'm an anti-porn activist. Yeah. And I go, oh, was that like with people's ants when they're doing porn? <laughs> Shit, I, I, and he told her that they work for Vice and they just fully oh, went yeah, for it. Like, dude. I can't believe Vice is co-signing <laughs> this type of behavior. Not my Vice. 
But what, what was the actual game plan there? You were just asking people that until someone got offended. I know. I, I don't. I don't. My. I, I, I do these like interviews on the street, and like uh, half the time you find someone that like you vibe with, and it's we find like a funny moment, right? Right. Like I come from that school. Like I was doing TV shows in Canada. Like I was big into Ali G, Tom Green. Like mm. I come from that world. That was the stuff I was doing forever. Right. Making DVDs and doing videos like that. So sometimes people flip out. That was more when I was young. It's like you go and get kicked out, and that's the big like. Right. <laughs> now I think I have uh, way more gags that I can take it. One of my favorite ones is like finding a dude that's like bragging about sex or something and getting him jazzed up, and he's like, "Dude, I fucked nine girls last week." Like just getting <laughs> like to me, some of that's my favorite stuff too, yeah. right? Or just sometimes it takes you someplace weird, right? So yeah. it, you think all different places, but sometimes two ladies show up and they're pissed off that you even exist. Yeah. But no, that point of that video was to like. Just uh, get people talking about who has nicer titties. Get to the bottom of it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a fair conversation to have, right? <laughs> well, what do you think now? Who has the nicest titties in politics? I do mean, you think it's AOC is the hottest? Oh, man, I would love to see a bikini pick of her. Really? But yeah, okay, I, I wouldn't complain. There? I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's, I mean, she's got to like, I'm trying to think of anybody else. The internet's else. probably got a fucking pages dedicated <sighs> to her feet and shit. I can't think of anybody else in <laughs> politics, though, that... As much as she is just like the most annoying fucking person on earth, yeah, she's got to be like up there hotness wise, which is probably mm -hmm. really like that's the thing that you can't say is that like people are only paying attention to her because she's kind of hot. Yeah. Don't you think? There's, I mean, and also like she I is, mean, that's she, ever she is what she is that she's like this very inflammatory character. People love her, people hate her. But I mean, really, at the end of the day, when you notice like who gets love from the media and who doesn't so often it'll it lines up yeah. perfectly with like who is physically attractive and who isn't it's almost like a tale as old as time you know what i mean yeah. where it's yeah you uh, same with like singers or you know whatever it's kind of especially girl singers it's like yeah lo and behold the ones that are killing it are all kind of hot like you're <laughs> from new york so you don't have like that one but toronto but you don't have oh yeah you spent a lot of time in new york yeah you, you don't have like that one homie who's got like a good story about <laughs> fucking aoc back in the day because that would be Fuck. so tight if you just knew there's gotta be people like some like you knew her back in the day and your homie was dating her and you always thought she was kind of annoying but like then she yeah. just goes and does she was, When she was a waitress. You know, when she was just a regular Just like, yo, girl. she sucked off two of my boys <laughs> in the fucking Bronx in 89. 89? <laughs> she's probably hey, 99. Two years. I know what she is. 99. Let's work on this. Fellas, 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 fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some dude that was just tearing through those jokes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I'll tell you. You know what? I just this when you were talking about the Robin Tugs and just saying like right. your boy from Queens that right. my buddy who's a comic told me that fortune tellers most of those are Robin Tugs. Really? Isn't that really? interesting? He swears up and down. He's like a Queens dude. I would love to test it. Just go in. Be like, not wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna read your future of these cards. Uh, you go, How about you jerk me off instead? <laughs> what does my future involve me coming? Well, Yo, they're only ten dollars, so that makes sense. You know what you just made me think of though is like that's apparently at that's least what he says. at least when it comes to the right wing world, 
I think they're more straight up because like it's self-evident in that world that the only people that the only women that anybody pays attention to are hot. They ha- are all like hot. Megan Kelly's hot. Lauren Southern's kind of hot. Connor Loren kind of hot. They all look exactly the same, and they're all kind of proof. That they're if, a if, mold. You just, if you just put like a blonde wig on like JJ, <laughs> then like yeah, a lot of us are gonna fuck. think they're kind of hot, you know? Well, Ann Coulter for an old bitch was attractive. <laughs> She's old. Ann Coulter was hot. I yeah. feel like you're kind of like stretching the limits of like attractive when you throw no, her. No, but in there. she's like. Nah, she's 50. Yeah, she's doing all right. I would, dude. I would come on her. Like, can I say that? But you're right. Sure. A bu- they oh, have I'd a look. Come on her face. But are there any busted women in the conservative media world that have like risen to a serious level of prominence? I you're can't right. Really think That'd of be any. tough if, to be like. Oh, that's a good question. They got to be out there. There's gross dudes. That's for sure. Yeah, there are the dudes are gross. I don't think any like I'm I'm supposed to have Barry Weiss on soon, so I don't want to disrespect her, but I don't think people are really looking at her like Tommy Loren. Well, she yeah, she's a, a lesbian too, I believe. Right? She is, so she yeah. don't want your attention she likes, anyway. She, no, <laughs> she likes muffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. She had to yeah. delay her interview because she was doing IVF. What's that? So she could have a baby. Oh, really? Isn't that crazy? Well, so what, in, what, what, what do crazy? they do? They, they, she gets fucked by another guy or they put no, his they like semen in her? I like it into her or whatever. No, I like her too. But like, it's kind of weird because I part of me wants to ask her the most like beginner lesbian question ever. Which is like, <laughs> Bring how, how, how do you decide? How do you decide who's going to carry the baby? And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you're such an asshole if you ask her that. Because that's like the most... Like drunk I, dude in the bar in a cup you jersey is gonna no, ask no, no, you that. No, no, no. Try it. Try it. Open with it. Maybe I should start That's the so whole funny. interview out just asking her all the worst questions that no lesbian would ever want to be asked. I bet you she'd be like, she she'd roll just with roll it. with it. I think so. Yeah. Because as like a hip hop podcaster, maybe she doesn't expect any more from me. <laughs> she kind of like. I can ask that. her. Do you bring me in and dude, then I'll ask her? Yeah, yeah. I have a bring, I have a special guest. He's gonna be like, so whose hole gets licked first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry, I brought a homosexual along with me. Yeah, yeah. I got some questions for you. <laughs> Myself, I don't care about the answers, but. <laughs> that sounds funny, dude. Just bring him in and be, yeah, yeah. So, mm. so what happens if there's no deck? You just yeah. kind of bop around? That'd be cool if I created like a diverse panel that I could just sort of like appeal to at any time. And That's the move. It's like yeah. an Indian woman in a, in a wheelchair. <laughs> there's like a trans, uh, I don't know, like eight foot tall black person. Excuse me. And I could just be like, well, guys. <laughs> oh, no, well, people? Yeah. Put yeah. a trans person in the wheelchair. Huh? Trans person in the wheelchair. Mix it up. Mix yeah. and match. Yes. No, dude, I had a fucking girl on here the other day. And she's half Puerto Rican. I said to her, I said, how do you feel about Latinx? People being called Latinx. She became so convinced that I was telling her that she looked trans. She didn't even know what it was. She had no idea what it meant. And she was completely College convinced. Like, somebody told me that, like, after the interview that she was out there kind of like panicking and asked one of my employees like why does adam think i look trans like maybe he's right like <laughs> I'm looking, she's looking in the I'm mirror like oh, i look like a guy einhorn finkel einhorn finkel <laughs> dude latinx could be a lot of fucking trouble i never thought it was gonna land me that and even in the interview she's like is that a trans thing like she got really upset like and i'm like trying to explain like you know latino latina latin it was, it was you have not, to tell her like it yo, was not it's, processing. It's some dorm room white people shit. Yeah, is what that yeah, is. Yeah. Don't worry, about it. because she's from like fucking the Bronx. Like she just has not been introduced to this world. You know, she works in the yeah. strip club, etc. Yeah, but it's like you're kind of like, what do you think of this? And she's like, I don't think about it. Like she it's no, not in my world. Never heard you should it, tell no. her what I really meant is you coming through my studios. I think you should be Latin XXX. Hey, <laughs> title I of our, used that. Yeah. You should have been like uh, the title of our new Latin XOXO. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> That's so funny though, just bringing a bit of fucking super political people in. I mean, I guess that's what the uh, funny you're in a, thing you're to in do. You in a relationship? Is. 
Yeah. For how long? Yeah, like uh, mid-pandemic. Oh, okay. So have you ha- you haven't had the thing of like you like hit on a girl? Maybe you're kind of kicking it out, kicking it and like it seems good. Never hit on a girl. Never hit on. That a girl. must be. But, but but then like she figures out that you're like sort of this like offensive comic and she's like pissed and like can't fuck with you no i've had that forever but i don't find okay i've found with like this idea that like the girls and dudes kind of have different opinions so like yeah Uh. you date a chick that's like yeah she's more like dudes are republicans girls are democrats (laughs) i'm not either but (laughs) i know but i know kind of a little bit especially these days like the republican brand is like embracing men and doing such a good job of it it's, it's kind of like as a person who described myself as a Democrat my whole life, I'm kind of like, fuck, they're kind of killing it. This is kind of what the, you know, so it's always going to be a little bit more of that. I mean, if you think about even America as a country, Republicans are like the dad. They're like, we got to this. And then uh, I always think of it as like Republicans, the dad, the Democrats, the mom, where it's like, imagine you had kids. The Republicans would be like kind of more focused on the best kid. Right. Like being like, we got to get this guy into the best. Call. And the mom would be more focused on the worst kid. Yeah, yeah. Or she'd be like, we need to, you know, get this guy uh, into the better school. And she's like, and the, da- and the dad's kind of like, fuck this kid. This kid's yeah. going all state. No, yeah. The family has <laughs> fucking four kids. And one of them is just clearly the standout. And then the other one's like the run to the family. For sure, the mom is caught right? on the run. And the dad is leading the, the star player yeah. to, the, to greatness. Yeah. That's so what that's, you would expect. That's the stereotype. So yeah. that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what the stereotype is. But yeah. no, as far as girls, like the truth is in the reality, if you, there's girls that the same reason why people come to a comedy club, there's people that can get offended, but most people aren't like there to get mad. Right. So if a girl shows up, like she's looking to have that fight, then she might be kind of say, I hope you'll say something that I kind mm. of disagree with so I can pretend to get mad. Right. Because right. that's part of their identity that I'm the person that gets mad at stuff. Right. But most people especially girls, I feel like a lot of girls are, A, they're sort of like attracted to a dude that's a little more, uh, you know, not a pussy. Right. For lack of a better word. Yeah. And then also, they're also a little more understanding of different perspectives. That's kind of where that whole thing comes from. Right. Which is the annoying part sometimes when they're like, oh, I get what they're saying and I get what they're saying. And you're kind of like, well, they both can't be right. right. So one of these is wrong. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think a relationship works probably better a little bit when it's, the dude's more masculine and the girl's more feminine in that oh, sense. Man. I even even in with gays. I can't even imagine what it would be like to date in Brooklyn in 2021. I hate to be this dude, but I'm like, dude, some of those chicks that they're like 25, you're like, I'm like, give me fucking th- three hours with her. I'll change all her opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had a girlfriend before my current one. So I'm talking in 2016, 2015 or some shit like that. I had this girlfriend and we started arguing about the wage gap, which is just such a 2016 thing nice. to argue about. Oh, and yeah. she hits Google and she goes, no, the wage gap is very real. And she sends me a link, like the first thing that she finds. And Fun then I, I, I start reading the article and I'm like, this article is in favor of my argument. <laughs> you fucking moron. And you know, she it, puts, she goes, all right, puts on a MAGA hat. She was so, <laughs> oh, this is pre-Trump, but this is, she was so unwilling. All right. I might fuck the timeline up because I think this was pre-Trump, but like, dude, like she was so unwilling to have this conversation with me. You know, like I, I stated my point. She sent me an article that yeah. basically reinforced my point. I said, no, you're misunderstanding what that article says. And like her unwillingness to accept that she had been lied to at some point in her life and her unwillingness to try to like actually have a real argument about it. It was like kind of mind blowing for me at that point in my life. Yeah. It was her identity. Have you ever been in that thing where you're like with a chick and you're kind of like, I could 
have sex with this girl or I could argue more. <laughs> oh, man. And I've definitely... Probably 50-50, but I've definitely been in situations where we're like arguing. And I just fucking kind of like to argue, I guess. And then yeah. you're just like, uh, it kind of calms down and you're just like ready to fuck. But then um, you're just like, and another thing. I, but, I am 100% like, right, the kind of person who would rather win an argument than <laughs> get too. laid. For I, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in. about myself in the bar all through my 20s, like drinking and shit. I'm and that, just fucking dude. fully like, oh, you're vegan. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could so easily be like, oh, that's sick. Let's talk about something else. Or like, you know, like easily like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me a little bit about it. Nope. Man, veganism, that shit really went out of style, didn't it? That was the oh. original, like, uh, social justice. Yes. Because <laughs> I was vegan or fucking vegetarian, damn near vegan, like, all through high school. Because okay. I was listening, really? I was listening early to the adapter. fucking Earth Crisis and all these hardcore bands that fucking brainwashed me. And, yeah. like, meanwhile, I'm in, like, terrible health. Were you straight my, edge? Yes. And then... As, Not straight edge. I, I broke out of it at, like, 21. I fucking... Had a few drinks and, and you had a, a fucking steak. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "What the fuck?" Like these fucking straight edge guys in Rochester really tricked me into not eating anything good for like three fucking years. Like that, that I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, was, it really made me never want to take upon like a take a social cause seriously ever again for the rest of my life. That's why vegans right now, every once in a while, they'll come out with something wild and be like, hey, the we don't think the bullpen should be called that because it's offensive. And everyone <laughs> get, gets revved up and they're just like, hey, we can be yeah. we can be annoying. That's been Peter, We're the original that's annoying Peter's people. media strategy for like the last 20 years. Be annoying. Like, Let's not zero in on things that actually matter. Let's just find the most annoying thing and make a big <laughs> deal about it and make everybody quote tweet it on Twitter and say... Can you fucking believe that they're serious about this shit? You know, it's that. Yeah, that's their whole deal. It's uh, it's the fucking the other way. I used to always. I, I was thinking about doing this sketch that like how you could legitimately make like a Republican boomer just lose his mind. Mm. And if you're kids and you're like, we need dad to die because we we wanted to get this will, <laughs> and you just go up and you show up and we're both like, yeah, we're all non-binary. Uh, I just took a shit on the flag. The, da <laughs> <laughs> the dad's like, you know, fucking out. Uh, hey, what's up, Chad? Uh, do you want to pass the peas? Like, I'm actually Samantha now. Uh, as of this dinner, I'm I, my and the dad's just having a fucking troop suck. Yeah, he goes, oh yeah, yeah. I actually uh, I stole money from the troops right. <laughs> and gave it to refugees how do you like that did you just fucking bam maybe we could fit a refugee into this whole storyline this podcast having no refugees is honestly really kind of fucked up <laughs> no yeah that is kind of mess well we you got some immigrants um yeah that's, oh, no me no, we're immigrants oh, okay. we're, we're immigrants we're i was gonna point out like my russian editor yeah. and be like, Immigrant. hey, immigrants. i know yeah. no one wants to give me my props isn't you wouldn't understand my struggles as an immigrant she's but, from south central does that count there you go <laughs> <laughs> I will say, yeah, we don't get our props from being Canadian immigrants, but mm. yeah, we, we escaped the communist hellhole yeah. of Canada. Tyranny, <laughs> tyranny. Isn't that crazy when you think about America and you just have like the nicest country you can imagine above us and then like the most hellish country ever below us where like they basically do all our dirty work like we allow these gangs to just like run it so that we can yeah. get cheap cocaine and like whatever ketamine whatever <laughs> else we need out of there I don't know just just and then right above they're like maple syrup yeah no they just copy uh, America like even when things were getting wild under Trump it was yeah. like everyone was copying that it was like all the white people are like we're racist too like yeah. they try to copy all the Imagine American you stuff. You can just see like deaths per, like murders per year for those three different countries. 
I don't know exactly what it would be, but it would probably be like a very, very oh, sad it would huge state jumps, of huge jumps. It's got to be like four in Canada, five thousand in America, fifty thousand. Nah, there's in Mexico. some, there's some bad areas, and like you know, even Winnipeg, there's tons of murders. Like yeah. Toronto's like not that different from New York. And Toronto, the the if you ever look into like the Toronto rapper scene of them all killing each other? Yeah, what? dude, I'm oh, fucking they, from there. Oh, there was yeah. when we dude, were doing a show. Rap, I used to, I used to be in a band. I used to like actually direct like some rap videos and shit in Canada. Really. Yeah, nice. we were doing a show one Monday night, and uh, down the street at the Rivoli, someone was shot. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a couple years ago. Dude, you wouldn't last a minute in that hood, dude. Toronto, really? <laughs> nah. But the you're probably <laughs> right though. I'd be, I, would, I would garner a little too much attention. Dude, there, I'm doing yeah. just what every Toronto dude does everywhere. Everyone goes like, "Oh, that's like a soft country," and I'm you're like, like no, "Actually, no, it's no. fucking murder central." Actually, there's a bunch of dudes <laughs> and gangs that I have nothing to do with that kill each other on the other side of town. <laughs> It's crazy, <laughs> but like we like everyone low key takes pride that like where they came from is like actually kind of hard. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. You're from a place with no murders. I mean, like, all right, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess. Cool. Yeah, I'm Mr. not really trying to talk about it. Or anything, Mr. But. Portland. Yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from a, a really shitty place called Nashville, New Hampshire. That nice. unfortunately somehow like paid some magazine to like vote them like the best place to live in America two times in the 80s, like 90, like 89 and 96 or some shit like that. So I've like had people to kind of try to use that against me, but I'm like, well, currently we have one of the highest overdose rates for Opio fentanyl in America. Oh, fentanyl, so there you go. Maybe give us some credit for that. Opioids too? All that shit. All yeah, that shit. yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's why, I, that's part my other line of business is I mail opiates <laughs> in New Hampshire to satisfy all the people I went to high school with. Yeah, yeah dude, I grew up in a drug den. Yeah, that's really where all the money's coming from these days. Um, I would love to talk to you guys all day, but I gotta wrap this up. Um, yeah, man, super fun. Thanks for having us, No, dude. yeah, good time. You know what? I want to give you a, a compliment that uh, I heard you say this that like got in my head is such a good um, like point. You go, if you're not running a team, you're just a guy hustling mm. or some, some yeah. version of that. Mm. And I was in the moment, like I have a couple employees right now and I was, a lot of it is, you're just like, fuck, it's, it takes so much time to build the team that oh, it's always yeah. taking. So it's, it's this tug and pull, but you put it in a good way where you're just like, yeah, that's the thing. You have to do all those things, even if it does make you worse for four or five months. Yeah. And, but I think it was, I was like, in the middle of like having that mental turmoil and I heard mm. you say that and I thought it was like a really good way to put it. You're like, That's good. you're right, I'm just a fucking that. guy grinding and you don't ever give your brain space to yeah. properly think big picture yeah. when you're in the on the hamster wheel always. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else pointed out that that was a good observation, but I appreciate that because <laughs> I felt like it was a good oh, observation. Really? <laughs> I don't know if anybody else said anything, but I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's funny. There's a on the same topic. There's this guy Kurt Matzker. He's like we've been hanging out a lot, and he's like super funny comic. He makes uh -huh. all these funny videos. You probably love him. Okay. But he'll say these things like that, and I'll come up and I'll be like, "Remember you? Put, you put this best. Like even when we're talking about uh, jobs, like and uh, people being sensitive, like that kind of thing." He goes, "Basically, every job's a corporate job now. Like you right. kind of put." And then I'll say, I'll be like, dude, you put it best. And he goes, I said that? <laughs> well, that was like like, that's you. not a thing you say? That's like with you when I brought up the Ziploc bag of fucking cum or whatever. Yeah. I guess I'm, we're too, I'm loopy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, you have a good observation. But that was, that really did get in my head. And I was like, fuck, that's, I'm being a pussy. You got to put the time in and build a team if you want to do something great right now. Yeah, definitely. Okay. 
appreciate you guys. You, you want you guys? Yeah, anything dude, so you want to promote? I think um, uh, my LA shows are done and they're sold out, so you can't come anyway. But the, you know what? I'm, I am actually going back to Canada. I'm doing Toronto uh, December 16th. There's a few tickets, 17 sold out. Uh, but I do a podcast called The Boys Cast with Ryan Long that comes out every Friday. Patreon.com/slash The Boys Cast. New video every Monday at Ryan Long Comedy on YouTube, Instagram, everything, and then I do a street video every Wednesday. So it's all at Ryan Long Comedy. Right. Hell yeah. I just got a fucking disastrous text from somebody. Sorry, I feel look a little bit uh, distracted. But really? JJ, yeah, no, I just got to nah, fucking just, clean up this mess. Just but. the flashlight content that I'm doing and hopefully doing more just on my Instagram, JJ Lieberman Comedy. Hell yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Great talking to you guys. Um, no Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check these guys both out on their shit. Like, comment, subscribe. Nojumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.